This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host, Elena Yanake, bringing you the news. But first, let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's warmer than usual for this time of the year. Maximum temperatures range from 13 to 19 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 14 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. Romania's National Integrity Agency has accused the mayor of the capital city's District 1, Clotilde Armon, of conflict of interests. Romania covers at present more than 90% of Moldova's electricity needs. And Romania's national handball side is up against the Olympic champion France this evening in Skopje. Romania's National Integrity Agency, ANI, has accused the mayor of the capital city's District 1, Clotilde Armand, of conflict of interests. According to a communique by Annie, Armand broke the law when she appointed herself as manager of a project running on EU funds, from which she obtained material gains. Annie has also announced it notified the prosecutor's office and the Bucharest Prefect Office in this respect. A French citizen born in 1973, Clotilde Armand settled in Bucharest in 1999 after marrying a Romanian citizen. She was one of the founders of the current Save Romania Union in 2015, which she represented at the local elections of 2020, when she won the mayor seat of one of the capital's richest districts. Romania covers at present more than 90% of Moldova's electricity demand, Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu said at a TV station. He also said the situation is serious in the neighboring country given its full dependency on foreign resources of natural gas and electricity. According to Aurescu, Romania has also supported Moldova by delivering fuel oil and firewood. Bucharest has called on the international community to offer grants to Chisinau so as the latter can purchase energy from the free market. Romania's national handball side is up against the Olympic champion France this evening in Skopje, North Macedonia, in their second match in Group C of the European Championship. In the debut matches on Saturday, Romania lost to the Netherlands 28-19, while France beat Macedonia 24-14. Romania will play its last match in the group on Wednesday against North Macedonia. 
the first three teams qualify to the next stage of the final tournament. Romania participated in all editions of the European Championship with the exception of 2006, and its best result was the bronze medal in 2010. Romania came out 12th at the 2020 edition. Authorities in Bucharest are presently considering a series of alternatives to ease the access of population to firewood after the initial cap of 80 euros per cubic meter has led to a market crisis. One of the options could be the idea of granting vouchers to the needy. According to the country's environment minister, Tankos Barna, the ordinance on capping firewood prices will be amended next week so that it may truly protect those who use firewood for heating in winter. He explains that the law, formally endorsed by the Senate, will be amended in the Chamber of Deputies so that firewood may become available on the market again. A couple of days ago, the country's Prime Minister Nikolai Chuka admitted the initial capping measures had failed to yield the desired results. The opposition USERE has drawn attention to the fact that the law has already caused irregularities on the firewood market. The National Theatre Festival continues in Romania until November 13. Theatre performances during this event will have in-person attendance after two years of pandemic with online performances. The National Theatre Festival includes over 60 theatre shows that have been mounted by state and independent theatre troops from Romania and abroad. The festival, which this year unfolds under a suggestive motto, Fragile Borders, Fluid Histories, also boasts an on-air section including a series of exquisite radio shows. According to the Romanian border police, roughly 77,191,000 people, of whom 7,636 Ukrainian citizens, entered Romania on Sunday. Starting February 10, two weeks before the Russian invasion, more than 2.7 million Ukrainian citizens have entered Romania. Most of them transited the country for other destinations and over 86,500 decided to stay in Romania. The Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs last week rejected the assertions of Russian President Vladimir Putin, which, according to a Maya communique, falsely induced the idea that Romania would have territorial claims in Ukraine. The Kremlin leader took advantage of the Unity Day to lash out at the West and Ukraine, but to also justify the war he is waging in a country that is neighboring Romania. Stay tuned for more on this topic after the news. Romania is supplying 90% of the electricity demand of the neighboring Republic of Moldova. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Stefan Stoica. While Ukraine is the direct victim of Russian neo-imperialism of the Putin variety, expressed through illegal and unjustified aggression, the Republic of Moldova is collateral damage. This small state with a majority Romanian-speaking population, located between Ukraine and Romania, is suffering the dramatic consequences of an energy crisis which the war has deepened, and of the firm position of its pro-European administration to condemn the Russian invasion. Last month, the company supplying electricity to Moldova's central and southern regions warned customers that they must prepare for electricity cuts this winter, as the energy crisis is worsening. 
Earlier, Moldovan President Maya Sandu said Moldovans should continue to save energy amid rising prices. In a recent address to the Romanian parliament, she said her country was at risk of running out of natural gas and electricity this winter because of the conflict. After Russia's shelling of Ukrainian networks, the Russian giant Gazprom halved the amount of gas delivered to Moldova, and the supply of electricity on the left bank of the Dniester River has become uncertain for next month. Ensuring the country's electricity is a daily challenge, Maya Sandu said. Aware of the complicated situation faced by Moldova following Russia's shelling of Ukraine's plants, Romania began to immediately provide Moldova with electricity and natural gas. At the moment, Romania is supplying 90% of Moldova's electricity demand, Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu told the private TV station. It's serious because the Republic of Moldova's energy situation is very complicated at the moment, Aurescu emphasized. He said Romania also helped Moldova with its fuel, oil and firewood demand, with the government agreeing to provide 130,000 cubic meters of firewood at Moldova's request. Just like the support granted to Ukraine to counteract Russia's aggression is in fact tantamount to concrete support for the security and prosperity of Romania and its citizens, the support for the Republic of Moldova, a state that is very vulnerable to the effects of this aggression, contributes, at the end of the day, to Romania's own security, the Romanian minister explained. He also said that Bucharest would continue to call on the international community to provide grants to Moldova to allow it to purchase energy on the free market. In Brussels, the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, promised additional support for the Republic of Moldova to help cover its immediate needs of natural gas and electricity. The Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs rejects the Russian president's allegations that Romania would have territorial claims in Ukraine. I am Daniel Bilz at the microphone with a report by Roxana Vasile. The Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, MAE, last week rejected the assertions of Russian President Vladimir Putin, which according to an MAE communique, falsely induced the idea that Romania would have territorial claims in Ukraine. The Kremlin leader took advantage of the unity day to again lash out at the West and Ukraine, but to also justify the war he is waging in a country that is neighboring Romania. In Putin's opinion, the West would have internationally distorted the truth about World War II and the role of the Soviet Union in the victory against the Nazi Germany. Putin has allegedly said that they know about the ideas of Polish politicians to make a country from sea to sea even before World War II. And there was a lot of talk about this at that time, a fixed idea, a country from the Baltic to the Black Sea. According to Putin, officials in the two countries are now friends, but this idea is very much alive. And so is the idea of taking Ukraine back. They are also talking about the return of these territories, which were taken from Poland. Putin admitted that it was Stalin who took large territories from Romania and Hungary in the wake of World War II.
But not only has Bucharest rejected all these assertions over its alleged territorial claims in Ukraine, but through its foreign ministry, it has reiterated the fact that the aggression Russia commenced on February the 24th represents a severe and brutal violation of the international law, including of Ukraine's territorial integrity and sovereignty. In the same communique, Bucharest, like in all previous occasions, has reiterated its staunch support for the independence, sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine within its present internationally recognized borders. In Bucharest's view, constantly repeated since the beginning of the conflict, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is illegal and has multiple regional and global consequences. We recall that since the very onset of the conflict, Bucharest has constantly been an active part of the multilateral initiative of condemning the Russian aggression and has been pleading for bringing the culprits to justice. Furthermore, Bucharest has provided humanitarian support for the millions of Ukrainian refugees who crossed Romania's borders. The Romanian government has constantly answered Ukraine's requests and provided, among other things, fuel, medicine, food and ambulances. Through the international humanitarian hub set up in Suchava, in the country's northeast, Romania has facilitated the access of scores of humanitarian convoys from other countries. And last but not least, Romania has got extensively involved in easing the transport and transit of Ukrainian grain to international markets. You have been listening to Radio Newsreel. With her recently launched single, I Just Wanted to Call You, Ioana Ignat, one of the revelations of televised quiz shows, has entered the new musical stage, coming closer to the launch of her first album, which we expect to be ample and creative, comprising ballads as well as dance tunes, the artist has keenly worked on in the past five years. Apart from her own hits, Ioana writes songs for many other artists cooperating with leading figures of the Romanian pop-rock music, such as Vunk and Holograph. Let's now listen to her latest song, which is the result of her cooperation with Edward Sanda.
Focus on Romania. The History Show. Welcome to The History Show. I'm Natamera Simeon with the feature entitled Daisha, the last space of the Roman world. North of the river Danube, on its middle and lower course, down to its mouth, ancient Greek and Roman sources mentioned the existence of Jetic and Dacian tribes in the big Thracian conglomerate. The information we learn about the Jeti and the Dacians differs from one author to another, and the amount of information is related to the period in which the authors wrote and to the accuracy of their documentation. It is not known exactly if the Jeti and the Dacians were the same people. Some opinions claim that they were identical, others that they were not. Most information, and the most accurate, seems to have been provided by the Emperor Trajan, the conqueror of Dacia in the year 106 Anno Domini, who is the author of the volume De Bello Dacico. Trajan's notes have been lost, but one single sentence survives in the 6th century treatise on Latin grammar by Christian. It is a short quotation from Trajan's text and refers to the way through the Banat region of the Roman army. From here we went to Berzobis, then to Aixis. The political history of the Jeti and Dacians ends in 106 Anno Domini, when Trajan conquers the state of King Disabalus, a part of the Dacian space, mainly Transylvania and today's Banat region, inside the Carpathian Arc, an Altinea between the Carpathians and the Danube, is transformed into a Roman province. Other Jeti and Dacians, such as those from Wallachia, Maramures, and Moldavia, remained outside the Roman administration, but were influenced by the Roman culture and civilization. Thus, Dacia was until 275 the year in which Emperor Aurelian decided to withdraw the Roman army and bureaucracy from Dacia, the most advanced frontier of the Roman world in northeastern Europe. The National History Museum of Romania opened the exhibition Dacia, the last frontier of the Roman world, 
It is the largest general exhibition dedicated to the Jadian Dacians, the Romans, as well as the first migrants to this space. Organized in the last 25 years in Romania, the National Museum of Archaeology in Madrid, Spain, and the National Roman Museum in Rome, Italy, collaborated for the organization of the exhibition. Ernest Oberlander Ternovanu, the director of the National History Museum of Romania, wanted to remove the political dimension from the history of the Jedi and Dacians. The Dacians do not belong to a political party, they do not belong to a particular way of thinking or ideology, they represent an important people of the antiquity based on which a nation was later built, through a very complicated process. A nation that today bears the name Romanians, continuing the name Romanus from the antiquity, and whose language is today largely based on the Latin language, said the director of the National History Museum. The exhibition includes centerpieces of the culture of the Jatian Dacians, the golden helmet from Kotsofenesht, the treasures from Stincesht, Ajigol and Peretu, the princely treasure from Kukuten Baichen, the silver treasures from Sincrayen, Herastro, Seneresh and Veda, the inscriptions that mention the kings Tiamarcos, Burbista and Isabellus, also on display are the imperial portraits of Trajan, Antonius Pius, Marcus Aurelius, Trianus Decius, the treasures from Pietrasele, Apahida, and Histria. However, Ernest Oberlander Ternovano believes that there is plenty of room for new research. Despre Daci, nu știm atât de multe câte ar trebui să știm, nu numai pentru faptul că... We don't know as much about the Dacians as we should know, not only because their traces are spread over a large territory and in many places, often difficult to access, in high-altitude regions or in forested places, but also because of the fact that we don't allocate much money for these researches. We have gathered here vestiges from 45 museums, including the National History Museum of Romania and the Republic of Moldova. We have considered the Jetodations, as they are conventionally called, in a continuous historical evolution, from the first elements that allow us to see that from the mass of the Trajan tribes living north of the Danube, Something happened that would later lead, from the point of view of material culture, to the classical Dacian civilization, Ernest Oberlander Ternovano explained. The history of a people cannot be taken out of the context involving the presence of other peoples, too. Ernest Oberlander Ternovano is back at the microphone. We followed the Dacians in their subsequent evolution when part of them were included in the Roman Empire as a province. Also, for the first time, we included the Free Dacians in an exhibition, those Dacians who remained more or less outside the imperial Roman control. And that's all from the History Show.
Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Hello, welcome to Think Greener. Today with me, Cristina Matescu. The migration of the birds is a phenomenon studied by researchers, but the migration routes that cross the seas and oceans are harder to study. At the beginning of September, a group of Romanian researchers on board the vessel of the GeoEcomar Research and Development Institute for Marine Geology and Geoecology left on an expedition to monitor the autumn migration in the Black Sea. The research vessel traveled for 10 days, covering 200 kilometers of the Romanian Black Sea coast. The researchers observed three species of cetaceans, namely dolphins, harbor purposes, and bottlenose dolphins, and no fewer than 45 species of birds, some of which are insectivore, which were migrating to a warmer climate. Biologist Emil Todorov from the Romanian Ornithological Society tells us more. We know very little about the birds' migration further at sea, and we need to travel further to find out whether they fly at such distances from the coast. I was surprised to notice birds like hoopoos, Eurasian collared doves, Sylvia warblers and European bee-eaters, which I never imagined were able to fly for several hundreds of kilometers non-stop, rest on our vessel. Some birds flew on, but most of them made a stop on the vessel, and was thus easier to identify them and see that even smaller species use a migration route that crosses the sea straight on. Apart from these insectivore species, the purpose of our expedition was also to study marine species, such as the Levantine shearwater, which is an endangered species that does not rest in Romania, but which, during the migration period, enters the Black Sea from the Mediterranean, its incursions being rather for feeding purposes. We wanted to see how many of them there are, and at what distance from the coast they fly, among others. Migration is a dangerous journey for the birds, and only the strongest of them make it to the destination. For the birds that have to fly over large bodies of water, the vessels they meet on their way provide shelter and a place of rest. This autumn, the birds that migrate to warmer countries must also face the challenge of the war in the northern part of the Black Sea. We asked biologist Emil Todorov how is the war in Ukraine affecting the birds. Just think how the birds react when they hear a firecracker. The birds will most certainly be affected by the loud noise, especially in the Crimea-Kherson area, where there is a lot of wetland known to many migratory birds. It's hard to say without direct observations how much they are affected and for how long the damage to the birds lasts, but they are most certainly affected. This shows how important it is for the birds to have resting places along their migration routes, where there is as little disruption as possible. These resting places is where they feed and gather their strength, 
so as to be able to make it to the places where they spend the winter. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bills at the microphone. Romanian athlete Gabriel Burtanete came fourth in the vault finals of the World Gymnastics Championships held in Liverpool. The Romanian lost the podium by a margin of only two tenths, but in the all-round finals he qualified for, he ranked only 23rd. The only Romanian female athlete to qualify for the individual all-round, Ana Maria Barbosu, ranked 20th. The Romanian women's handball side lost their first game in the European Championships 28-29 to the Netherlands in Skopje on Saturday. France had secured a 24-14 win against North Macedonia in the same Group C. Two matches are due on Monday when North Macedonia takes on the Netherlands, while Romania will be up against France. The first three sides in the group will qualify for the competition's next stage. Romania's rugby selection secured a 30-23 win in a test match against Chile in Bucharest on Saturday. Attila Septar, Mario Simionescu and Camille Sobota scored tries for the Romanian side. Two were converted by Tudor Boldor and one by Vladuz Popa. Boldor and Popa also converted three penalty shots. The match on Saturday was the first for the Romanian side in their autumn training campaign, which also includes home games against Uruguay on Sunday, November the 13th, and Samoa six days later. Last weekend saw the matches counting towards the 17th leg of Romania's football Super League. On Friday, FC Voluntar secured a 1-0 win against Botoshani, while Faru Constanza on their own turf outperformed FC Mioven 2-1. On Saturday, Sepsis Funtugiorge trounced FC Argish on the latter's own turf 5-0. Petrolul Ploiești obtained a 2-1 home win against UTA Arad and Universitatea Craiova clinched a 1-0 home win against Universitatea Cluj. On Sunday in Medias, Kindia Târgoviște obtained a 1-0 win against Hermannstadt, while on the National Arena in Bucharest, FCSB managed a 3-1 win against Rapid Bucharest. Farul ranks first in the standings with 40 points, followed by Rapid Bucharest. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to our jazz program, which today is devoted to the late Voiku Radescu, the founder of the first jazz club in Bucharest known as the Green Hours, which served as a genuine launching pad for many jazz artists in Romania. This famous jazz club in Bucharest has recently hosted an in-memoriam recital devoted to the remarkable artist who was Voicu Radescu, given by a group entitled George Baicha Electric Blues Band. Let's now listen to them with a traditional American song entitled Mary Had a Little Lamb.
basket. That's the best. The green and yellow basket. I really had to do my baby. Keyboardist Marius Vernescu, drummer Tudi Zaharescu and double bass player Vlaiku Golcha have recently mounted a live performance at the famous Green Hours Jazz Club in Bucharest. Here they are now in our studios with a song entitled Three Days in Paris, which was composed by Marius Vernescu.
Today's edition of our jazz feature has been devoted to the remarkable Romanian musician Voicu Radescu and the jazz club he founded in Bucharest known as the Green Hours. We go out today with an ethno-jazz piece entitled Maramu, composed by another great Romanian jazz musician, the late Anka Pargel. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Welcome to a new edition in our Listener's Letterbox series, our weekly feature where we live through your letters, reports, suggestions, comments and details on our programs. Your host this week is Eugen Nasta. 
The first letter we're taking out of the box is the one sent in by Malik Allah Bachaya Kohar, based in Muzaffargarh in Pakistan. Our listener tuned in to our broadcast on October the 22nd, 2022, from 19.30 to 20.00 hours UTC on 59.10 kilohertz. Malik's SINPO rating for the signal of our broadcast was 55544. Dear Malik, you will receive your QSL card and literature about our radio programs in due course. Fahri Fahri, our listener based in Indonesia, tuned into our radio broadcast on October the 23rd, 2022, from 05.30 to 05.50, hours UTC on 17760 kilohertz. Fahri's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. Fahri's receiving equipment is made of a Texon PL330 receiver with a telescopic antenna. Our good old friend Richard Lemke, based in St. Albert, Alberta in Canada, tuned into our radio station on October the 13th, 2022, from 0300 to 0352 hours UTC on 7375 and 1950 kHz, respectively. The receiving equipment is made of a JRC NRD 535HF receiver. Among the items Richard listened to, there were Inside Romania, happening in Romania. In Inside Romania, 38% of Europeans play sport or practice some form of physical activity at least once a week, Julian Sherban, I started running at 33. Until then, I didn't do sports at all, neither in my childhood, playing sports, physical or sports activity. Then there was Visit Romania, dealing with a northern Romanian city, Audio Street Guy project. There was also Sports Club and Happening in Romania, the Ukraine branch of the Ukrainian community promoting. You are listening to Radio Romania International. You are the listener's letterbox on Radio Romania International. I'm Eugen Nasta. Among the other items Richard listened to, there was also the Traveller's Guide. We quote, Today's destination in the south of Romania is aimed at people who enjoy good wine and new experiences. We spoke to Silvia Palasca, Head of Communication with the Dalumare Association. Then there was Generation 3.0. She, Andrea, now in Bucharest, Romanian League of Students Abroad, China, the United States of America, and maybe UK, college and freelance. In the spotlight, earlier this month, Bucharest played host to the launch of a project entitled Promise, protecting the unaccompanied migrant minors. The project is co-run by Terdezon Foundation, in cooperation with the Jesuit Refugee Service, JRS Romania. It is the recipient of a €150,000 grant under the Active Citizens Fund Romania program, funded by Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway, as part of the EEA Grants 2014-2021 framework. The project seems to improve the access of migrant minors and young people to basic rights and public services across Romania by providing them with legal assistance, vocational support and boosting their access to basic education 
as well as by helping them better represent their communities and improve dialogue with public authorities, policies and legislation. And now for all our listeners from around the world, we have a very important announcement to make. As of October the 31st, Radio Romania International's English service has a new frequency schedule, the winter schedule, valid until March the 26th, 2022. As of October the 31st, 2022, listeners in Western Europe can listen to Radio Romania International's programs in English between 0630 and 0700 hours UTC on 6040 kHz in the DRM system and on 7345 kHz in analog system. Between 1200 and 1300 hours UTC, you can tune in to our programs on 13750 and 15460 kHz. Listeners in Southeast Asia can listen to our programs beamed on India between 0400 and 0500 hours UTC on 11790 and 13720 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Western Europe can tune into our broadcast between 2130 and 2200 hours UTC on 60-30 kHz in DRM system and on 73-75 kHz. Also, listeners in Western Europe can tune in to our radio broadcast from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC on 6040 kHz in DRM system Well, in the Pacific area, our listeners can tune in to our broadcast from 0630 to 0700 hours UTC on 17780 and 21470 kHz in the analog system. Our listeners in Japan can tune in to our broadcast from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC on 7325 and 9620 kHz. Our listeners in Africa can tune in to our broadcast from 1200 to 1300 hours UTC on 17800 and 21470 kHz in analog system. Our listener on the east coast of North America can tune in to our broadcast from 2130 to 2200 hours UTC on 6170 and 7310 kHz. Our listeners in North America on the West Coast can tune in to our broadcast from 0400 to 0500 hours UTC on 6020 and 7410 kHz. Our listeners in North America again on the East Coast can tune in to our broadcast from 0100 to 0200 hours UTC on 5990 and 7325 kHz. You tune to Radio Romania International Listeners Letterbox continues. On October the 16th, 2022, our listener in St. Albert, Alberta in Canada, Richard Lemke, again tuned in to our radio station. Among the items Richard listened to on that day, there was World of Culture, focusing on an event devoted to animated film. Animest is the place where the most important international productions released in the last year have a first meeting with the Romanian public. Here is Mihai Mitrika, the director of Animest, with the details. This year's edition, the 17th, took place in Bucharest between October the 7th and the 16th and included more than 340 films, among which animated films that won prizes at major international film events. Animation event production 
Film Animating School's director animated. Mr. Lemke also tuned into Radio Romania International Encyclopedia, a groundbreaking publication militating for the rights of Jewish community in Romania, principalities, Romanian Jewish citizenship. Ratan Kumar Paul, living in the province of Daulatpur, the district of Dakshin Dinajpur State, West Bengal in India, on October the 23rd, 2022, tuned into our broadcast from 0300 to 0345 hours UTC on 11.825 kHz. The receiving equipment is made of a Grundig digital receiver with a telescopic antenna and 50 feet wide use antenna. Ratan's SIO rating for the signal of our broadcast was for all. That's all we have time for in this week's Listener's Letterbox. Thank you for tuning in and for showing so much interest in Radio Romania International's programs in English. Goodbye for now. on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. The late Maria Lutarec was one of Romania's best traditional music vocalists. We invite you now to stay tuned for a lyrical song from southern Romania with this remarkable vocalist, as today we mark 111 years since her birth. Legat, or vrei să morim pușcat 
Nu-s femeie cu năframă Să mă dau de bună seamă Dar mami, darule Și zvoinii cu fruntea lată Nu mă dau pe voi o ceată Dar mami, darule Și zvoinii cu fruntea lată Nu mă dau pe voi o ceată Dar mami, darule And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next programme for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.